Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're having a really fun show talking about the pleasure playbook and what could be in this pleasure playbook because everybody's got their own playbook. It's just a matter of what the content of that book is. And I'm just going to share with you guys some of the key things that I think should be in every pleasure playbook for sexual bliss because as much as we can have you know, uh, we can make very specific books for every single person and every single need. There is there is going to be some basic ideas behind every playbook. So we'll be talking all about that. For those of you who are brand new to the show, you might find out that there are hundreds of episodes to choose from. I have over 400 episodes that you can choose from and ranging from so many different topics, from talking about the history of sex toys to the different kinds of relationships we can have, the different dynamics and relationships, all the way to like healing your trauma so that you can actually have more pleasure. So as we talk about this pleasure playbook, one of the things that I wanted to bring forward was play, a lot of play, because as we've had a lot of shows about trauma in the last few months and how to heal through the trauma, work through it, find different solutions, how it affects our bodies, what that means to um, sexual response. I wanted to give you guys some fun tools because part of healing trauma also includes play. And when we're talking about healing in relationship, we can add that it's going to be sexual play as well. And sexual play doesn't always mean penetrative sex, but it does mean getting playful with your partner or partners, as we've had a few shows about polyamory, we know that you could have many partners. And we're going to discuss all the fun things that could go in your pleasure playbook. So I'm Milica Yelenich, and I love talking about sex and bodies and all things to do with health uh, as well. So I am a holistic health practitioner, and I work with people specifically getting rid of trauma as much as we can get rid of trauma and bringing them into a place of pleasure. So sometimes that's, you know, you could have pain in your gut and you don't know what that is, but there was an original trauma. So we work through that and then we make our way back to a place of pleasure where you can have pleasure in your life. You can actually have those sensations of joy and ease and like feel good in your body. So these are really key factors in moving forward in life and play is a huge contribution to healing. So for those of you who love the polyvagal response system and bodies as much as I do, the theory of it, you're going to look at that and go, oh yeah, play makes total sense because play brings our bodies back down to a parasympathetic calm with a little bit of fight or flight, but you can always bring yourself back to calm. And play is an amazing way to 
start to bring ourselves back to a place where we feel connected, healed, and that we are in a sense of sometimes community even. So how do we even begin? So I know for some of you who are pretty avid listeners, you hear me say a lot of things probably over and over again. And the funny thing is, is even after 400 shows, I bet some of you haven't even heard this more than twice. Because the fact of our brains is we don't hear things all the time, even though you might have been told them 500 times, you might not have heard it. And this might be the first time you're hearing it. One of the key things that you want to have in your pleasure playbook is communication. Now, why do we need that? So whether you communicate verbally or you communicate with sign language or you communicate with neither and it's telepathic, whatever your thing is, we would really like to be clear with our communication so that not only are you delivering the correct message, but your partner is able to either hear your message, receive that message, and or your partner is actually able to uh, ask appropriate questions because they're being a really good listener. They're being an active listener so they can ask questions related to what your requests are in order for you guys to be able to fulfill what some of these great you know, sexual desires might be or pleasure desires might be. So we're looking for uh, our pleasure playbook for sexual bliss. Like there, doesn't that sound delightful? Like who doesn't want some sexual bliss? Okay, there are people out there who don't. I want to be really clear on that. And I do not want to make you guys wrong. For those of you who are um, very asexual and have absolutely no uh, drive for physical sex or connection in any way, sexual, uh, physically sexual. Cool. So I don't want to make that a blanket statement because absolutely that is a real thing. So, uh, and it's not necessarily that your hormones are off. No, it can actually be your identity. So when we look at what your pleasure playbook for sexual bliss is, this is for people who tend to be more identifying as people who enjoy sexual contact, uh, sexual contact. So whether that's uh, through touch or through penetration or through any kind of play, whether it's, you know, as I'm like, I just look down at like my, my um, whips and paddles, like any kind of play, play that you're kind of into that might involve uh, any kind of pleasure. So we're just looking at that right now. So what do we communicate? So the few things that we communicate are our feelings. So what do you want to communicate in your feelings? You want to communicate a few things. So you, when you do communicate your feelings, it's always good to communicate first some things that you really enjoy. So in your pleasure playbook, in order to get the pleasure feeling like it's rising, you want to give feedback to your partner that has your partner feel loved, acknowledged, nurtured, and seen. So some of the things you might say could be, remember that time when you, I might be getting personal here, but remember that time you dressed in a tool belt and you were like naked and you came to the door and then you made me dinner. That was freaking awesome. 
not that I'm saying that that ever happened to me, but it might have. And so we have we have some things where we can sometimes tap into the things that really bring us pleasure, and then we can bring them out and we can communicate them to reinforce what we like. Now, there may be things that you're not enjoying in your partnership or your relationship or even uh, with with any uh, with the intimacy. There may be some some things that feel off in intimacy. So you instead of going to blame, which is really common and blame can lead to feeling of rejection, which we spoke about on the last episode in detail about how rejection can actually be for growth. But some we also looked at some tools to be able to manage rejection. So when we look at some of our favorite things um, with to, to be able to communicate, definitely keep in mind some of the favorite things to communicate can be, not always they are, but they can be the things that you really enjoy about your partner to reinforce what you like. Now, yes, you might have complaints and you might wanna find a way to deliver those complaints. So in delivering, say complaints, you can also bring it back to uh, a way to be affirming so your partner doesn't feel awkward. I'm wearing feathers right now. And for those of you watching on video, feathers are a little tickly. (laughs) So I am touching myself a lot more than usual. Uh, So so if you're seeing that, you're like, what's happening? It's the feathers. Okay, sidetrack there. So we are communicating even the things that we don't like. And how do we do that? So say your partner's touching you and they're kind of maybe getting to a place and you know, you're like, nah, and your body just goes, nah. And that's, you know, that's the sound bodies make when they're not enjoying something. Nah. And so you you feel that and then you're like, you're like, ah, forget about it. Forget this, I'm not enjoying this, get away from me. And instead of saying that, you could always say, you know, what would be great is if we could maybe just move a little bit here and then you can do a hand placement. I really like it when you touch me here. And I really like when you do this. Now, if your partner has a hard time understanding you, if there's a language barrier or if there's a hearing barrier or if there's a presence barrier, because any one of those can create a barrier, then you may need to either put contact on your partner's body, look them in the face and say, I'd really like it if you did this, this, and this. And then you can either show them with your own hands or your own whatever, you've got toys going on, or you can guide them with either their body parts or a toy or whatever they've got going on. It's always good to be communicative and instructive in a way that's constructive. So we want to make sure that you're working with your partner. Con is a funny word. It actually means together. So um, when we do anything with our partner, you want to make sure that they feel included. They don't feel judged. They don't feel criticized by your feedback. And you want to make sure that you're inviting them to more pleasure rather than having this maybe pullback response or rejection feeling going on because that rejection feeling can be can kick in pretty fast so if you can be present and be clear with your communication and if your partner doesn't understand 
don't get offended right away. I mean, you might feel the tendency to get offended right away. Maybe you're going through something, maybe your body's having a trauma response and then you're you're having a reaction to that. If you are having a response that's like bringing back memories of something, you might want to just stop for a minute and say, okay, I just need to stop for a minute. There's something going on with me personally, and it's actually triggered. This is triggering me and it's bringing back some memories. And can we do something else or can we take a pause? So oftentimes when people have had trauma, having that communication can be tricky. And sometimes you just try to push yourself through it and you end up doing things that you don't enjoy because you're like, I should be okay. So you just try and force things that don't feel okay. Um, so honoring how you feel is important. And then sometimes what else happens is that you don't have the language to communicate, or even if you do, you felt like you weren't heard before. So you shut down that throat chakra and you don't actually speak your truth or ask for what you desire. And it can take practice. So sometimes practicing the communication outside of the bedroom can be super useful so that it doesn't feel intimidating in the moment. And it also doesn't Feel. Sometimes it can feel like even bigger rejection if there's sex involved. So if you can communicate with things like, hey, really appreciated, um, you know, you cleaning my car. I don't know if you noticed that you threw away all the receipts I needed for taxes, but I kind of needed those. That's never, that's not actually ever happened to me, but I can imagine that it probably has. Uh, there can be circumstances that that might happen. So I'm having an interesting moment right now. Ooh, okay. So if you are having issues with communication, just remember that you can always take a breath, step down a notch, especially if you're feeling like you're in fight or flight mode. Like if you just want to run away from everything. Uh, and even though you think, oh, I really love my partner, yet you want to keep running away from them for whatever reason, and by running away, you could be running away in your mind, you could be astral projecting out of your body and, and running away that way so that you're not actually connecting with your partner. So running away happens in a few different ways. So if you can be connected with your partner and just be present, you know, you can touch your own body to touch, to actually be present, notice your feelings, and then communicate what's going on, as in saying, okay, right now, this is what I'm experiencing. I just need a moment, or I need to divert this, or can we do something else? Because I just got triggered. And or, hey, you know what I really like is when you actually do this. And then you show them, or you explain to them what it is that you like. That can be a super helpful way. So, and then communicating your desires that are deeper too, being able to even break the communication down so that you can communicate about the smaller things, then you can start to communicate about the more vulnerable things. And then you can actually get to those places of your big asks, which we've talked about many times on this show. What is your big ask is actually those things, those deep hidden desires that maybe you've even hid from yourself. Maybe they're things you've only ever fantasized about, but you never actually wanted to bring them forward because they were scary to you. So, you know, like maybe having like a live masturbation show 
that could be like a really great fantasy, but then bringing it to reality could be intimidating. So knowing that about yourself, um, knowing like where you stand and how you feel even about your fantasies can be helpful. And if you can't say them to yourself, you can't say them to your partner, the chances are you're not ready for them. So starting to develop communication, even about the small things, being able to ask for the things that turn you on, and then taking it one step further, find out what it is that's actually hidden in that, those deep crevices of your mind that you're like, I don't know if I ever want to try that. And you just might want to try that. And if you're not sure, you can always connect with me through mealytoyellenh.com. You can book a time with me at the bottom of my um, at the bottom of my website, you can find a book now link. If you book 15 minutes, it's free. And we can find out what it is in those deep crevices of your mind. Maybe you have some very fun things going on for your big ask that you haven't ever explored before. Hmm, let's check that out. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everybody. We are having a fun conversation today about creating your own pleasure playbook for sexual bliss. And the number one key thing to me is always communication. And I say that, and I could say that over and over and over again. And I will reiterate it till the cows come home, because what what I know is that that is something that I always see lacking in any depiction of sex in the media. I have. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you actually know any shows where the people have a conversation 
about sex before they have sex or if they have any kind of in-depth conversation about their desires and they have healthy uh, communication about this before they actually have sex, I'd love to hear it because I don't know of any. Uh, for the most part, people seem to just get hot and heavy turned on and they go for it. And there's never even a discussion about consent or if anybody's consenting, they might just nod their head and in the real world, a yes is a yes and a no is a no. And so it's really good to have clear communication. Uh, so I think I, I have not yet to date found a really great example of sex in any kind of movies, videos, or anything like that that shows a decent communication in partnership before having sex. So I'm going to talk about it until they start doing it and start showing people that it's a huge component because you know what it's doing. It's giving a lot of misinformation and misleading information to those people who watch it all the time and think this is the way it's done. No communication required, no conversation required, no consent required. Yeah, not cool. Communication required. Effective communication is super key for sexual satisfaction, uh, especially if you want to communicate your desires, your needs, and even your boundaries. That way you can have sexual enjoyment. Otherwise, if you can't say what you desire, how are you going to get that? If you can't communicate it in some way, so whether you can speak it orally, you can do it with sign language, or you part your partner is truly telepathic and can read your mind. I don't know, maybe you've got some out there that can. Um, then, you know, I'd go with communicating, communicating in order to discuss whatever is going on so that you can actually fulfill each other's things like fantasies and know what each other's boundaries are super, super, super helpful for a healthy relationship. And that way, you know, you're both on the same page and it can, the communication can create way deeper bonds than you can imagine can get on the same page in the sack, but also in your mind. And that's really helpful in not just for satisfying both of you, uh, like to say arousal or even possibly orgasm, but you know, it's, it's in order for you to even start to feel more confident in your connection, in your relationship. So what else would we want to do is we want to have consent, right? So because sexual pleasure is such an integral component of the human experience in general, we want to make sure, and and again, I want to reiterate that that's for people who are sexual and for people who do not feel like expressing themselves in a sexual way, that is completely valid as well. So sexual pleasure um, and the need for consent is really huge. Again, I think we have a lot of misinterpretation and mis, um, miseducation going on. You probably have had a little tidbit of education in school that says that you need to consent to sex. And then everybody was like, what does that mean? I actually don't even remember being told that in school. I remember uh, I don't remember actually hearing it from uh, anybody that was like family 
or friends or teachers that were that were actually like in-person teachers. I remember hearing it from Sue Johansson, the sex educator in Canada at the time. She's like, if you're in, in the US, she was like our Dr. Ruth. And probably still is, I don't know, maybe she's still alive. Shout out to Sue Johansson, love you tons. And what an inspiration. And she talked about consent and she talked about being able to ask your partner for things. I mean, there was also the 80s. So, you know, there was there was uh, a lot of communication maybe has changed a little bit. And the way that we speak with our partners has maybe changed a little bit, but not 100 percent. So she was talking about all those things as being key back then. But unless you were listening to her show and you were, you know, taking all your cues from, say, Dallas or Dynasty back in the day. Uh, and then, you know, later on, you're looking at shows, even like Friends, for example. I don't know that there was ever a conversation in any of those shows before people had sex. They just somehow landed in the bedroom together. And these are supposed to be people who are friends and have communication. And I don't remember them ever doing that. So it's it's kind of it's kind of an odd thing, right? So how do we get consent? Well, you can ask directly about your desires. That's one way to do it is like, would you like to? And then fill in the blank. Um, how do you feel about fill in the blank? And then you can actually state that if you agree to this, say yes. And if you don't agree, say no. And even within the agreeing, you can have a level of where you might want to stop, right? So having safe words. Consent doesn't mean that it's yes forever. Consent, you might say yes this time, but you need to check in next time. You might say yes to anal sex on Tuesday, but on Saturday, you're not up for anal sex. So checking in to not assume that it's always a yes. Like I did have some friends who they had, uh, like it was an, unwritten agreement in their relationship that when um the female partner was having their men's like menstruating that they it was an automatic understanding that it was like anal sex time so i was like well, where's the communication is this like a guarantee like every time and it was just like this agreement that they had made. But I'm like, well, what if you change your mind? And then does your partner get offended because you've left this very open ended? And when people do that and they give these um, they give these consents that are very open ended, the consent of, well, when we get married, we'll have sex like all the time and I'll never say no to you. That's not truly consent. So consent has to be something that you're able to withdraw on. And I have done an entire show related to consent, the value of consent, the different kinds of consent. So you can go back and check that out. Consent is only consent when you're able to say no at the same time. You can say yes and you can say no, and there's no coercion involved. So consent is super important. And so not to be coercive with your partner. And in this term, when I say partner, it doesn't mean long-term. It could be your partner for that, you know, one hour experience. It's whoever you're with at the time, you still need consent and you still need to be able to be really clear with, you know, what is an agreeing word and what is a disagreeing word and what is, because cross-culturally, these words are not the same, right? So if you were to go, I think it's Greece, 
um, if you were to go to Greece and you would say like, ne, I think that means yes in Greek, but I'd have to double check. And so the language barriers can be off, right? You want to make sure that you know, what am I saying? What does this mean? What does this equal? What am I, what am I agreeing to? And do we have an agreement that, yes, if I, if we start this play, do I have an exit way in case I need to, an exit strategy on how to get out? What is my exit strategy? So what are my safe words? What can I say that will be honored? Now, hopefully you're not just having sex willy-nilly with complete strangers because that is not going to be um, a super safe choice. We will actually be talking that, about that in the next episode when we talk about um, busting some sex myths. Myths, not smiths. Sex smiths. It's like a word smith for sex. So we're we're we still have a few more things that we're going to talk about curiosity and collaboration. I love using C's when it comes to all things sex. You know, one of my favorite sex words starts with a C and it ends with a U-N-T. It's a great word, and it's actually historically a super amazing word for it's actually one of those words that sounds so vulgar that they won't allow us to say it anymore. But man, in the 13th century, that was a rocking word for the sweet, sweet body parts that are. The symbol. So consent, what is it that you think consent is? Because I'd love to hear that. And in your pleasure playbook, being able to define for you what does consent look like? As much as I know what consent for me looks like, I need for you to know what consent for you looks like because it's not necessarily the same as mine. And certain words may be yeses or nos to you that aren't consistent across the way for everybody. Just like, you know, when there was the trend of everything, oh, yeah, so bad, but it meant good, right? We have sometimes those reverse words that screw people up. It's always good to know what uh, dialect you're working with and what what kind of slang you might be working with so that there is uh, truly an understanding of what's going on. We want to keep everybody safe and keep everybody in the consent zone. We'll be coming back talking about curiosity, how we can add curiosity to our playbook, and what are some ideas for curiosity that can be added to the playbook that maybe if you're just starting off in a relationship or you're just getting comfortable with your own pleasure playbook, what we can add for you in order to feel a little bit kinkier, a little bit riskier, a little bit, hmm, I don't know, more curious. So let's find out. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? For a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica 
every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're having a conversation about the pleasure playbook for sexual bliss. Now, and I know some of you are probably listening going, give me specifics. Now, the funny thing is, is everybody is different. So if I were to give you specifics, like lick them on the neck. Now, that for me would make me go, that is not my thing. So it's good to know what your partner likes. Thus, communication comes first. And consent is absolutely key. Curiosity can be part of the communication, but it's also part of your own self-exploration as well. So you can use curiosity in different ways. Curiosity can be part of even uh, a mindful practice, uh, practice for yourself where you can find different ways to engage with your own body fully. And if you're new to this show, then you probably didn't hear one of my favorite episodes to refer to of all time, which was done in September of 2014. And it was called Fun for One. And I'll probably do an updated version of that at some point because I had a lot of tools in there that were from a different body of work that I no longer utilize. But the idea of it is that you go through and you do a self-exploration of your body with all your senses. Check out what you look like. Stand in front of the mirror. Look at all of you from head to toe. And at every part you're looking at, you can actually give yourself either affirmations or you can look at yourself and just be beaming love. That's another thing you could do. And one of the things when you do look at yourself, 
first things first is to find the thing that you do really like about yourself. Cause I bet there's at least one, even if it is like a mole on your cheek. Cool. You like that mole, love it up, expand that energy out so that you're bringing that love to your whole body. So self-exploration is one. And so looking at yourself, you know, using all your, all your five main senses, and then you can absolutely bring it into other things like proprioception, interception, how you feel about yourself in certain different spaces and that sort of stuff. So, so how does your body smell? Smell yourself up. I bet you your fingers smell different. Mine right now smell like strawberries and raspberries because I was cutting some up for dessert. They actually smell really good. I just sniff them up right now. They smell different than the back of my hand, which smells different than my armpits, which I guarantee smells different than my hair and will smell different than my knee, will smell different than my crotch and different than my feet. Every part of me smells very different. When people put perfume on and they try and make their body smell like like a homogenous smell, it's kind of, it can be kind of interesting and at the same time, kind of distracting because bodies actually create different smells from different places for, for different purposes. We create form, pheromones in order to attract people and our pheromones will come out of different places. And they're kind of like the nuances of a perfume into themselves, right? So yes, my hands smell like strawberries and yes, my armpits probably smell musky because I was working in the garden today, but I had a shower after, but sometimes I'm still, I like musk, so I'm good with that. And, you know, and then I like to think that that my crotch smells like a delicious, yummy, like vanilla cupcake. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, depends on how people, per, you know, perceive it. But <laughs> probably not a vanilla cupcake. But anyway, um, you add all those smells together, you know, and my hair smells different. You add all those smells together and they give you your own like perfume about you so using all those senses and being mindful having that curiosity about your own body can be really intimidating at first if you've never done it if you've never tasted your own body if you've never like I'm sure you've tasted your own mouth because your tongue is there so you might have even licked your own lips and felt what that tasted like you might have even licked your own fingers after you've had something on them but probably not just for fun right and the chances are you've probably, and I'm guessing a lot of you out there have probably even never tasted your own, what does your, what do your genitals taste like? Like your own, uh, for lack of a better word, so that I don't get in trouble across networks, your own fluids. You haven't tested your own fluids. So if you've never tested your own fluids, then you might have a lot of misconceptions or preconceptions about what you taste like, what you smell like. I mean, if you actually get some on your fingers, you can smell that, and then you can also taste that, and it's your body. There is no shame in that. And if you've never done it, but you expect your partner to, doesn't that sound a little bit odd? So definitely explore you first. Have the curiosity of your body so that you know what you actually like. I can't tell you how many people in the last week that I've actually met it's it's been quite a few that have actually said to me, "Oh, you're sex and intimacy coach. I don't need your work because I'm I'm just on my own and I'm like divorced and like so I don't need your work because until I find somebody, I don't need it." I'm like, actually, 
you're exactly the kind of person who needs me because you need to find out what you like and you probably don't have the tools to find that out on your own. And maybe there's been a lot of shame for you around sex and maybe some of the divorce actually had to do with something sexually based. So getting back on track, no matter who you are or what your status is, doesn't matter. You can be curious for you. So your own pleasure playbook for sexual bliss can actually be a solo act as well. Communicating with yourself. Now, if you've never done that before, have fun with that. I wonder if I'd like this. I wonder if I'd like that. Have some questions, have some thought. So doing some self-exploration is great. And like I was saying, I really love, I personally really love the fun for one episode that I did. Um, and you might really like that one too. And I will probably do another one of those in a new way. And it was like an hour of guided masturbation, for lack of a better word. <laughs> so how fun is that? So the exploration of your body is really key. Um, just finding out what kind of touch you like. And um, there's a whole kind of touch blueprint work out there that you can actually go to workshops. You can find out what your touch blueprint is. If you have ever been to one, you know that it's actually something that you can redo several times in your life because your touch blueprint isn't stagnant and it might change every few months and it might change every year um, or it might change every decade. You don't really know. So just knowing about the kinds of touch and what you can do with touch. So when you know all this stuff for you and you've kind of discovered these things, you can bring all of this material to your relationship and you can utilize this as for play, right? So you can use this for, because we're talking playbook. It's not a workbook. This is a playbook. This is all about exploration and getting really fun with what it is you would like, like to be able to do with yourself or receive from a partner or give to a partner. Because sometimes what you want to give to your partner or receive from your partner is different. So those curiosities may be different. And if you're not sure, I have on my website, you can go over to M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. There is a link for my do's, don'ts, and maybes list. You can click on that. You can also find it in the show description on Inspired Choices Network. While I'm talking about Inspired Choices Network, remember to go get the app. If you don't have it already, go to the app store, your app store, and download the Inspired Choices Network app. We would love to have you on there because then you know what? You can have me wherever you go. I do all the time. So you can enjoy me in bed, on the road, wherever you like. So learning about how to enjoy yourself through different practices, whether it's through getting, you know, really present with your own body and seeing how it feels just to even breathe. And can you breathe yourself into ecstasy? Because you know what? You can actually do that. That is, there are methods. And curiosity can also include things like self-care, believe it or not. I know it sounds corny, but you can actually get curious with self-care for example, you could bathe your partner, your partner can bathe you, you can massage each other's feet, you can do things like pedicures, you can wash each other's hair, that might be erotic as well. And taking care of your own body so that you're clean is important. So that you know, I'm all about hygiene, I've done so many shows on hygiene. 
having enough rest so that you actually have the energy and the vitality and the interest in having sex. So when your body's at rest and your body's able to calm, not from an overexertion or being so tired you're in burnout, but from like well-rested, you're you're able to have your hormones more right, more regulated, and then you can also be turned on far easier. So having you know self-care to look after the foods you're eating as well, so that you're not getting infections in your body. Like you know having candida is not sexy. It's also creates some lethargy and it can create a bit of a funk. So having different things might create some funks that you might want to get out of, so that you can have much more pleasure. So you can also take uh, time to just relax with your partner or on solo as well. So you can meditate together. You can do things like um, you can do tantric play together as well. So lots of different ways to bring the curiosity in that can be really simple, right? Like if you've never had an experience where you've breathed in tandem with your partner and that you've breathed in tandem deliberately breathing a breath that can bring more excitation to the body connecting your breath to your partner's breath and bringing that excitation through and then bringing those energies up and expanding them out so that you have can actually bring full body orgasms through sometimes minimal touch or no touch even at all uh, you can have energetic orgasms which we've talked about on this show as well lots of different ways to explore your curiosity and it doesn't have to be hardcore like you don't have to be in a gimp suit in order to be curious you can be curious in the way that works for you so having having a partner that's willing to explore is helpful as well so you can always go out and get some books you can watch some different shows that are out there. There are so many sex documentaries out in the world. And sometimes they'll give you great ideas and sometimes they are really weird. <laughs> weird as in like, how did this ever get produced? Because some of them are quite violent, but some of them are quite good. So just keeping in mind that not all, not all sex documentaries are sexy. So actually, I will be a guest on Siri's uh, show. Siri's has a show on Inspired Choices Network, and I'll be a guest of hers on Friday, where we're, we are going to be talking about some of our favorite sexy TV shows, so you can keep us in mind to check that out. So we're going to head to our next break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are talking all about the pleasure playbook for sexual bliss. Next week, my episode is going to be on busting uh, some sexual myths, because why not? There's a lot of sexual myths that I think we still adhere to, we think are true. And I'm also a guest on Siri's, uh, Siri's show this week as well. If you don't know um, who she is, she's got a show on Inspired Choices Network as well. And we're going to be talking all about the different um, fun sex shows that we enjoy. We're going to geek out. We geeked out about books on my show a few weeks ago, and we're going to geek out about sex shows, movies, and that sort of thing on her show this, uh, this coming Friday. So, all righty. Uh, that's going to be at 10 a.m. Eastern on May 19th, I believe. All right. Just trying to get all my dates straight in my head. <laughs> so, the last one that I mentioned in this show description is collaboration. And how do you collaborate? Haven't we been collaborating? Isn't sex itself a collaboration? Not always. Um, sex can be sometimes dominated by one partner's ideas over the other. So one person doesn't really get to have a say. And I think it's really, it can be really fun to play with different things in order to collaborate. So I'm going to give you like a fun game that you can play with your partner. Um, as I was sitting listening to break, I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. Um, I don't know if I got it from one of my coaching courses or if I got it from something. I don't even know where I got it from. Or maybe it was divinely inspired. However it showed up, here we go. So uh, we're going to go with this for a monogamous couple just to keep it simple, because when I bring in more partners to this, it could get very complex and there could be quite a web of ideas. We're going to stick with two for now. So one partner will write down five locations that they would like to have sex. And the other partner will write down five positions that they would like to have sex in. Okay, so that's one way to start. Then you write them on pieces of paper and you're gonna play a matching game. So for example, you might've written down five locations, could be the office, the kitchen counter, the bathroom, the bedroom, and the, you know, the car. There's five. And then you might have positions might be, um, let's go with doggy style, missionary. Uh, we're going to go with uh, oral sex. We're going to go with hand jobs. Uh, these are just positions that I can try and imagine in any of those locations. Otherwise, I'd get more fun. And let's go with another one. It was something just random standing up. So if you're if you're going to match, you might say, you know, you might pick a location and the location this week is counter. And then your sex act might be, or position, we'll just call it a sex act because I think it's easier because the positions I was trying to match. And so the sex act of the week is oral sex. So somebody sits on the counter, the other person gifts oral sex. Bam, how delicious is that? Definitely wash your counters and sterilize after. So you can 
you can have a lot of fun just having those five locations and five things to do, the multiple combinations of things that you could come up with just with those five and five alone could probably keep you busy for a really long time. Now, if you wanted to get even more fun, you can add in with your collaboration more ideas. You could include things like, you know, five different uh tools that you might want to use. So you might have like vibrator, cucumber, uh, lube, you know, you might have uh, silk and you might have a rope, you know, and then you have these five locations and you might have these five tools, right? So then you have oral sex on the counter with, and then you got strawberries. Awesome. Let's play that one out. <laughs> or you got oral sex on the counter and there's a rope involved get creative. So you can see how like just having a few couple ideas like locations and different um, like different situations like sex acts and then different tools you can add in. Having the five, five and five, you know, you each only have to come with five ideas. So the pressure isn't on one partner. The, it's really the collaboration. Have them in different, different little spots so that you can pick one from each. And you can have, you could create so many ideas from this, right? Um, maybe, maybe, and I'm trademarking it here. That could be a great game. I don't know if the game already exists, but if it doesn't, I'm trademarking it here, dated May 15th, 2023. This is me sending the trademark to myself. All right, just so that we have that clear, videotaped. Okay, <laughs> so... If you would like to actually have me assist you in creating your own cards that you can have for that, for some ideas, if you really don't have any ideas, let me know. I can assist you with that. Also, if you really have no ideas, go over to my uh, to my website, melitzajelinek.com. And in my do's, don'ts, and maybes list, there are, I think I have about 30 or 40 ideas of things to do different locations, things to do, you can mix and match however you like. But if you'd like more ideas specific to maybe where you live, what your desires are, and you want to be able to mix that, and you don't know how to bring that up with your partner, and you'd like to be able to figure that out, and you'd like to be able to have uh, a meeting on that, let me know. You can book 15 minutes with me, and we can see if we're a fit. I'd love to do that. So until next show, remember that you can always stay tuned in and turned on, and don't forget to write your own for Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.